You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. So let's uh, let's shift gears here. So y'all will see our letter. You know, our social and comms guy is the best in the business. You will see it. We will ask you to sign on. We will get everything ready. It will be simple, simple ask. Start an addendum to continue rebuilding by 2029. That's it. Will, but why don't why don't you share? Um, so this is so we're shifting gears to like an oh shit moment with striped bass to like a holy crap this could be a good moment with false albacore. Will, do you want to kind of update everyone on what's going on with Albies? Yeah, so um, at 10.15 on Wednesday, um, May 3rd, ASMFC's Interstate Fishery Management Plan um, Board will um, consider false albacore and Atlantic Bonito paths forward for management. Um, And that's something that came out at the... End of January at the ASMFC winter winter meeting when um, Massachusetts Dan McKiernan brought up potential management of Atlantic Benito because um, you know parts of Massachusetts that hadn't traditionally seen Benito had been seeing tons and tons of juvenile Benito in recent years um, and you know people were sabikiing them using them for bait and there was just a lot of um, organic calls to Massachusetts to do something proactively and precaution, precautionary, precautionately. Um, I don't know if, know if that's a word um, to protect this, that, that stock of fish. Cause Benito had traditionally been an important fish for, you know, South of the Cape, the islands um, and what have you. And anyways, at that meeting, um, several other board members, commissioners around the table were like, you know, what about Albies? You know, the Guides Association has been doing a ton of um, research and kind of advocacy calls uh, to do something with Albies too. Um, and well, our, you know, all of our hard work kind of uh, crescendoed and the ISMFP board approved um, a staff directive to look into um, potential management paths forward for both species. Um, and that's something that, you know, we had kind of started to pivot to um, after, you know, we kind of hit some roadblocks at federal management just by nature of um, how federal federal fisheries management works and, you know, the, the stricter requirements. But, you know, we realized that with a species as data poor, even considering the work that we are doing, um, it just wasn't necessarily f- as feasible for false albacore and bonito. So, you know, the same flexibility that you've cursed the ASMFC for, for a species like striped bass that is very, very data rich and we have a good understanding of the stock, that same flexibility um, presents a pretty amazing opportunity for a species as data limited and data poor as false albacore and Atlantic Benito. And, you know, especially considering how important those fisheries are becoming um, in the Northeast, you know, off North Carolina, 
even down down south in Florida, where they may not have as much respect, they still generate a ton of effort um, and fishing opportunity for anglers up and down the coast. Um, so, anyways, the ASMFC will cons- be considering paths forward at this meeting. We are strongly uh, hoping, and we'll be you know conducting outreach and you know keeping people involved in the process about what that may look like. Um, it will likely be a little bit longer than this striped bass timeline um, because we're in probability we're we're more likely looking at um, you know developing a full FMP. So you know it might be an extra one two meeting cycles, but um, you know we're we're really hoping that the commission understands how good of an opportunity this is for them to you know develop some some goodwill amongst uh amongst anglers to p- enact some you know proactive precautionary guardrails on both of these important species yeah and you know we're not saying there's a problem with albies no we don't we don't know enough about albies i mean no, i mean albie fishing has been pretty good when you talk to most people um, you know, if it's, it's will, it's another one of those things that like you talk to the guys in Long Island, like the, the ocean side of Long Island, they said it was shit. Yeah. You talk to the guys in the sound, they said it was good. You talk to the guys up on the Cape, they said it was good. Talk to the guys in Jersey, not so good. Yeah, but Tony, um, I mean, I think, I think what you were getting at there is there doesn't need to be a problem to do something. You can do something 100%. before there's 100%. a problem. 100%. Yeah. You know, how about we do something before there's a problem? And I don't, I, I do not understand why it is so difficult for fisheries managers to comprehend that. It's a yeah. really hard thing, not for all of them, for some of them to understand. Like, if you do a little bit before there is a big problem, you know, I just, I, I go back to, uh, I go back to in the Wayback Machine to 2014 when we got the stock assessment for stripers. There was a big warning sign that said, if y'all keep doing this, if y'all keep doing this, you're going to be overfished by 2017. And if I recall correctly, the person who was the fisheries management plan uh, coordinator for striped bass at that point said it was a green light fishery. And here we are only, you know, nine short years later begging the commission to do the right thing stuck in languishing. And, you know, will we ever, will we ever rebuild the stock? Um, and knocking the bejesus out of the last good year class. Yeah. Do we really want to go through this with Albies? Yeah. Or- and I mean, Albies and Benito, right? Like they're a predominantly wreck fishery. And in, in these predominantly wreck fisheries, there is no management on federal state, you know, levels that have any sort of bagger, bagger size limits. And, you know, that's, that's a pretty low bar to develop some, you know, liberal, liberal bag and size limits just to do something that might hold this fishery, 
you know, more stable. And, you know, Will, it doesn't take long, right? We know, we know Atlantic Benito tastes pretty damn good. We know that. Yeah. Right. They're flipping delicious. Um, you look at what's going on in Louisiana, speckled trout, deep trouble. People turn their attention to redfish with the five fish limit. Redfish, deep trouble. Now you go on social and you look at the boats loaded with sheep's head. 20-inch sheep's head's 20 years old. There's no limit on them. There's no size limit. There's no creel limit. How long do you think that fishery is going to last? Yeah. So I mean, it just goes back to in this day and age with how many people are on the water, how efficient people can be on the water, you know, not having some sort of precautionary guardrails on any of these fisheries that anyone depends on is, you know, just nonsensical to me. Um, it's madness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolute madness. Um, and I know, you know, look, everybody's, I've been doing this work for long enough to know everybody's got their own opinion. You know, um, we've certainly heard, you know, the criticisms of the science work that we're doing on Albies from, from other folks kind of in our world. Um, but at 500,000 trips a year, I don't in know. 20, in 22, the preliminary um, estimates of trips, you know, if you include primary target and secondary target with Albies, um, it was like 850,000 trips. You know? Yeah, Will, I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but I know you're pretty good with your MRIP queries, and I, I'm okay with them. Um, I don't know a lot of other fish that would have five to 800,000 trips a year at, with no management. No, I, 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 I couldn't imagine there's many of them. Um, but I don't, I don't have, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't done a query on every single fish in that database, but what the hell? Like, yeah. isn't it, isn't it worth, um, you know, what's really interesting is it, it, one of the things with false albacore is the people who really, and Benito, the people who really appreciate the fishery understand what we're trying to do. And we have gotten the most support, I think, for anything that we've done through the Albi project, 100%. People are so passionate about it. And the people who don't get it, you know, they're never going to get it. That's fine. You're never going to get it. But, but the managers, the managers should show some level of appreciation for the economy that these fish bring to their respective states. Oh, it's and crazy. that'll be, that'll be pretty telling. You know, when you look at the hotbeds, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, North Carolina, and to some degree, even Florida understanding that that's where the bait fishery is probably the biggest, but I could rattle off half a dozen guides who base their entire business months of the year off giant false albacore. 
I mean the biggest ones that you're probably going to catch near shore in North America. They're gigantic. Um, and people love catching. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even consider uh, going down to Fliff. Nobody's ever done it before. If you brought like an eight weight, you know, which I think is totally reasonable for catching an average size Albi in Cape Cod or New York. I mean, you can land pretty much anything on an eight weight. It would turn it into a stack of toothpicks, um, the Albies in Florida. Uh, you really need to be looking at a 10 or 11 weight. They're like little blackfin tuna. Actually, they're like average size blackfin tuna. Um, so I, I just think that, uh, hey, look, you know, we're trying something new with this science. We're trying something new with the management. And like when you do this work, you get stuck in this. You feel like you're, it's Groundhog Day and you're Bill Murray like slapping the alarm clock and I Got You Babe is playing and you're fighting the same fights. And I just hope for the people who actually care that it's a little bit refreshing that we took a different approach to this and we're trying something new. Um, and if we can kind of push this at the May meeting to the next level, there isn't many times this has happened with a recreational fishery where you've gone from no management to something and it isn't a crisis. Usually there's a crisis involved in that and you're already behind the eight ball. And I guess what we're saying is like, geez, for, for once, for once, can you collectively understand that we don't want a crisis? And with what's going on with stripers and bluefish and everything else, the Mid-Atlantic and the Northeast really cannot afford to lose another fish. They can't. That community, what's going to happen? What's what, What'll happen? You know, um, it's not going to be good. And, um, and if we can just put some guardrails on false albacore and Atlantic Benito, it's going to go a long way and, it, and it's going to help our community out a lot, knowing that they're pretty safe with all the other uncertainties out there. And we're a very risk averse association, with all the other uncertainties with fisheries that Albies and Atlantic Benito have some veil of security around them um, that'll that'll protect them from, you know, any potential industrial scale fishery popping up and putting a real dent in them. Um, so, well, or just, you know, or just, you know, stabilizing on the wreck side, you know, if if it comes out that all those wrecks wreck guys who fill their boats, you know, down, down South or, you know, even, even up North, it's, it doesn't have to just be, you know, that wreck anglers, we all have an impact too. And, you know, if it, a lot of people do kill Albies, you know, sometimes it's for bait. That's all good. You know, using fish for bait. But if, you know, it turns out that we are being unsustainable as wreck anglers, you know, we need to take responsibility too. And, all we're asking right now is put up some guardrails for so where everyone can, you know, benefit from this amazing inshore fish. You know, Will, I, I, I'm just, I'll just put it as stability. 
Yeah, totally. We need we need stability in this fishery. So look, we're gonna try real hard. Um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, have our meetings with our board members and other business owners up and down the coast with as many commissioners as we possibly can in the upcoming weeks. Um, you know, we'll have, we'll have our research paper that's going to come out. We'll write our letter with our, you know, our opinions on false albacore. And again, this is really a big ask, right? All we're doing is saying, let's take the next step towards managing these things. And, the the very least at the very least let's get a document ready and send it out to the public and see what the public thinks and what their opinion is and i think i think that's a pretty low bar um for the policy board uh to to do for a fish that has just under a million trips for primary and secondary target a year on the coast. I mean, start respecting the resource, start respecting the people, the businesses that rely on the resource. So, you know, we can kind of wrap it up now within 24 hours, we have striped bass kind of do or die. And then are we going to take Albies to the next level? Um, and, and, and start looking at this precautionary management, this guardrail management that we'd like, so look for our letter on stripers uh lend your voice to the cause um we aren't really commenting on what your fishing was like last year or what it's going to be like this year what we're commenting on is the future and what we have to build on and what our harvest levels are and, and to make sure that we can get this done by 2029. Um, and again, for Albies, let's get some precautionary management on the books, offer a little bit of stability uh, to our community um, for this underappreciated fish that is basically a little economic engine um, and, and that countless people rely on. So Will, thank you, sir, for yeah. getting on here. Y'all look forward to, to seeing our letter. Pay attention to everything that we're going to be putting out. The next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit of a rodeo ride. Uh, and we'd really appreciate it if y'all would come along with us and, uh, and help these fisheries that we love um, continue being here for generations to come. So thanks all for listening, and we'll get back at you soon. <laughs>